Hello, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to the Mr. Classic Wrestling Podcast. And today I'm going to go to my review of AEW's Dynamite. Starting off the evening, we're going to go to our first match of the night. It is Darby Allen versus Jay Lethal. I thought this was a good match to start Dynamite last night. Back and forth matchup between Allen and Lethal. Sanjay Dutt and Satnam Singh make their way down to the ring. Lethal then applies a figure four leg lock on Allen on the outside, but the hold is broken. Lethal then hits a release German suplex on Darby Allen off the apron and looked absolutely brutal. Lethal then, keeping the pace of the match, Lethal then was working on the injured ribs of Darby Allen. Darby then hits a stutter on Lethal in the middle of the ring. Darby then goes for a tope to the outside but bounces off of Sat- uh, Satnam Singh. Someone then is in a sting coat, pretty much attacks Darby Allen. Lethal then capitalizes on that, hits a lethal injection on Darby Allen, pins him for the three, and your winner of the match is Jay Lethal. After the match, the person in the sting coat ends up being revealed as Cole Carter, which literally came out the crickets. And then Sting's music hits. We are thinking Sting's making his way down to the ring, but all of a sudden, Darby Allen is attacked by none other than Jeff Jarrett. Jarrett then grabs a microphone, talks about his family as well as, the, you know, his legacy in professional wrestling, and it looks like Jeff Jarrett is all elite. A couple of things I'm going to say about this one, man. Um, to be honest with you, it kind of felt like, you know, WCW Impact Wrestling-ish, to be honest with you. Uh, to see, you know, someone come out, you know, dressed up as Sting, and it's uh, Cole Carter, the, the, the guy literally came out the crickets. There was nothing, like, no, nobody was hyped about Cole Carter at all. It was a joke. Then we get to see Jeff Jarrett. Now, to me personally, I'm not a fan of Jeff Jarrett for a abundance of reasons. I'm just not a fan of Jeff Jarrett. Um, and for what the information that I got is that he did sign with AEW, and that he's also going to be uh, he's going to be an in ring wrestler for AEW, and he's also going to be like the director of business or something like that for AEW as well, uh, business relations for AEW. So. My personal take on this, man, honestly, um, I'm a little confused, to be honest, number one. Number two, I don't know really how Jeff Jarrett's going to fit into the fold here. I mean, even the the entrance music that Jeff Jarrett had that they played towards the end of that whole segment was exactly the same music that Jeff Jarrett had in Impact Wrestling. Exactly the same. So there's that, number one. Number two, I don't understand what is the purpose of having Jeff Jarrett there. You know, and the last time we saw Jeff Jarrett in a wrestling capacity, I believe it was for a GCW show where he attacked Effie or whatever whatever that guy's name was. Um, that was the last time I believe we saw Jeff Jarrett in the limelight, if you will, for, you know, anything in ring as far as I'm concerned. So we have that. And then we have the, you know, what's the deal with Cole Carter? You know, it looks like AEW looks like they're going to try to hype up Cole Carter. So. I have no idea, man. It's definitely a humongous question mark with Jeff Jarrett. Uh, there are plans with what they're going to, you know, his plans of what he's going to do with AEW. And to be honest with you, man, it's not like, you know, Jeff Jarrett's the greatest businessman. If I'm not mistaken, he had his own wrestling company and they went out of business. And I believe they even got sued, if I'm not mistaken. So I don't know how it's going to fit their business model with what Tony Khan's doing with Jeff Jarrett, but. You know, that's still yet to be seen. But hats off to Jay Lethal for getting a win in that matchup. Moving on from that, we get another video package of the Elite. Uh, the video package pretty much showed the Elite winning the Trios Championships. 
and then also the Death Triangle winning the trios championships as well. Uh, it looks like the Elite will be going after the Death Triangle, if I'm if I'm not mistaken, on their way back. Uh, the Elite are definitely coming back. There's no doubt about it. But I will say this: I think we're going to get a different Elite than we had before um, All Out. I think Matt and Nick and Kenny Omega they're all going to come back as baby faces. They're not going to be heels. A lot of things are going to change with the Elite, in my honest opinion, when they do come back to AEW. Moving on from that, we go into our next match of the night. It is John Moxley versus Lee Moriarty. I thought this was a good match. Back and forth match between Moxley and Moriarty with Moxley and Moriarty both exchanging in the middle of the ring. Lee then hits a springboard lariat on Moxley in the middle of the ring. Moxley then gets up, hits a cutter on Moriarty for a near fall. Moriarty then applies a cross face on Moxley, but Moxley breaks the hold. And then Moxley ultimately applies an arm bar on Lee Moriarty. And your winner of the match is John Moxley. Hats off to John Moxley for getting the win in that matchup. Moving on from that, we have a Billy Gunn birthday bash. Uh, the acclaimed pretty much hand out gifts to uh, Billy Gunn. Bellins takes a little bit of a jab at DX, uh, at DX with uh, DX reunion that happened like a week or two before. I think last week or the week before that. Uh, the Gun Club then make their way to the stage uh, and then pretty much cause a distraction because Morrissey somehow gets in the ring. He attacks the acclaimed and he attacks Billy Gunn. FDR music hits. They make their way down to the ring to save Billy Gunn and the acclaimed. Moving on from that, we go to our next match of the night. It's for the Ring of Honor World Championship. It is Chris Jericho versus Colt Cabana. Um, it was a good match. Back and forth match between Jericho and Cabana with Jericho and Cabana both exchanging in the middle of the ring. Jericho then hits a springboard drop kick, sending Colt to the outside. And then Jericho ultimately hits a code breaker on Colt Cabana, pins him for the three. And your winner of the match is Chris Jericho. Couple of things I'm going to say about this match, man. Uh, number one, very surprised to see Colt Cabana. And I kind of got a chuckle out of it, to be honest with you. Um, we haven't seen Cole Cabana in AEW for a little while now um, because it looks like he's exclusively signed to Ring of Honor. The, the thing that made me laugh is that, you know, with all this speculation, all this drama that's going on with the Elite and CM Punk and all this stuff, you know, you really haven't seen Cole Cabana that much on AEW television once, you know, CM Punk came into the fold. You didn't really see a whole lot of Cole Cabana. So to see what's going on with CM Punk right now, and the rumors and speculation going on about him not returning to AEW, asking Tony Khan and AEW for a buyout out of his contract so he can be released and gone at AEW. It's kind of ironic, man, because then you see Cole Cabana challenge Jericho for the Ring of Honor World Championship. So, again, got a chuckle out of that. Um, I was not expecting Cole Cabana. I know there was rumors about Cole Cabana, you know, desperately asking for a opportunity at a championship title because he's won a couple matches. Um whether it was on dark or elevation um, and stuff like that. So he got his opportunity. Unfortunately, he came up short and Jericho retained the ring of honor world championship. Moving on from that, we go into our next match of the night. It is orange Cassidy versus Luchasaurus versus Ray Phoenix for the AEW all Atlantic championship. I thought this was a good match back and forth match with orange Cassidy, Luchasaurus and Ray Phoenix with orange Cassidy, keeping the pace of the match. Luchasaurus ends up hitting a choke slam on Phoenix through the uh, timekeeper's table. Jungle Boy then is here. He hits Luchasaurus with a chair shot. 
Jungle Boy then runs off the stage into Luchasaurus with a crossbody, sending both of them off the stage into a table. Pac, uh, Pac is here. Pac hands Ray Phoenix the ring bell. Phoenix says no. Orange Cassidy then capitalizes on that, hits an orange punch, pins for the three, and your winner of the match is Orange Cassidy. After the match, though, Pac ends up attacking Orange Cassidy. Next thing you know, music is music is playing. Shibata makes his way down to the ring. The crowd erupts. Orange Cassidy then hands Shibata a contract. It was a uh, the winner of that match, that triple threat match, will get a contract for a dream match to defend that the uh, AEW All Atlantic Championship. Orange Cassidy ends up handing that contract to Shibata, and it looks like we're going to get Orange Cassidy versus Shibata at Rampage this Friday, which is going to be absolutely insane to see. Uh, moving on from that, we go into our next match of the night. It's for the AEW TBS Championship. It is Jay Cargill versus Marina Shafir. Uh, before the match really gets started, Nyla Rose makes her way down out to the stage with Vicky Guerrero. They're pretty much on commentary throughout this entire match. The match itself, I thought, was horrendous. I thought it was awful. Uh, Jay Cargill was keeping the pace of the match. He ends up hitting a big boot on Marina Shafir, with Jade ultimately hitting the finish on Marina Shafir, pinning her for the three. And your winner of the match is Jade Cargill. A couple of things I'm going to say about this Jay Cargill Marina Shafir match, man, before I move on to the next uh, segment. Uh, Jay Cargill, I think she has a lot of talent. I really do. And uh, I think there's a lot of potential for Jade in AEW, 100%. But with that being said, this match was not needed. This match between Cargill and Shafir was not needed. This was a rematch, and it just was not needed. Jade already went through Marina Shafir with no problem the first time they had a match. And it looks like it's the same thing from last night. It's not needed. Jay Cargill needs more competitors to go after her for that TBS championship. And right now, it does look like it's going to be Nala Rose, possibly at full gear, if I had to take a wild guess. But that match between Shafir and Cargill was just awful, man. Not needed. It's not me taking a jab at Jay Cargill or Marina Shafir. It's just we keep seeing the same old rinse and repeat matches for a lot of talent, man. Whether it's the men or the women, it's the same shit constantly we need something different you know i know there's some people out there that have issues with jade i don't personally have an issue with jade i think she's very talented she has a lot of potential but we need more challengers we need better storylines into these women championship matches whether it's the aw women's champion or the tbs champion there needs to be a storyline and right now we kind of have a little something with jay cargill and nyla rose that might lead up to a match at full gear possibly so We'll see what happens, but again, the match between Cargill and Shafir last night, is just it was an awful match, man. It just wasn't needed. Um, it didn't really do anything for Jade, to be honest with you. But uh, like I said, all in all, hats off to Jade for getting the win in that match, but the match was definitely not needed last night. Uh, moving on from that, we have a House of Black, uh, yeah, House of Black video package. I thought it was great, number one. Um, it was the first time we've seen anything or heard anything from the House of Black um, since, you know, Malachi Black kind of took a sabbatical and kind of took some time off. And then, you know, Buddy Matthews took some time off as well. This is the first time we've seen or heard anything from the House of Black. And I thought the video package was great. The vignette was awesome. Uh, to see Malachi Black, it looked like it was like a resurgent, you know, a resurrection, if you will, of the House of Black, with, you know, with Malachi and Buddy Matthews and even Brody King. You know, you, you see all the members of House of Black in this vignette, including Julia Hart. I thought it was great, man. And I, I said the same thing 
way back in the day when House of Black, you know, debuted as a team, severely underrated. And if I was Tony Khan and you're bringing, you know, Buddy Matthews back and you're bringing Malachi Black back, you know, Malachi needs to wear championship gold. You know, all those guys do. Malachi Black, Buddy Matthews, and Brody King. They need to be trios champions. If not, okay, fine. Then they need to be tag team champions and someone can hold the TNT championship or the AEW World Championship. There's no reason why those guys don't have championship gold around their waist. There's just no reason behind it. If you're going to bring them back into the fold with AEW, they need to be in a predominant storyline, and they need to have championship opportunities, man, because to me, they're severely underrated. They're a great tag team, and, you know, before, you know, Malachi Black wanted to take some time off and, you know, kind of clear his head and stuff and get his life together, a lot of fans gravitated towards the House of Black because you never know what, what they were going to do, where they were going to be, and a lot of fans were gravitated towards Malachi Black. And to see the House of Black possibly returning opens up a lot of doors, man. And also, you know, it kind of makes you think, really, what was going on with Malachi Black? You know, is there tension between Tony Khan and Malachi Black as well as the House of Black? And are we going to see them in a predominant storyline? Are we going to see them actually, you know, get the opportunity to wear championship gold around their waist? and be world champions for AEW. So that's still yet to be seen. But uh, it was great to see the House of Black in a video package, especially the first time hearing about anything from the House of Black since uh, Malachi Black kind of took you know a hiatus, if you will. So it was great to see that. Moving on from that, though, we go into our main event of AEW's Dynamite last night. It is Samoa Joe defending the Ring of Honor Television Championship against Brian Cage. I thought this was a good match. Back and forth matchup between Joe and Cage with Joe keeping the pay, uh, pace of the match. But Samoa Joe ultimately applies a submission on Brian Cage. Cage taps out, and your winner of the match and still Ring of Honor television champion is Samoa Joe. A couple of things I'm going to say about Dynamite last night before I get out of here, man. Uh, number one, like I said, Jeff Jarrett, you know, and I talked about this in the beginning of the show. It's still a question mark to me, man, to be honest with you. You know, I'm not trying to shoot jabs at Jeff Jarrett or anything like that. Um, I, you know, obviously he's a talented wrestler. <clears throat> but at the end of the day, um, there's still a lot of questions unanswered with Jeff Jarrett. I, I think Jeff Jarrett, you know, obviously he wants to wrestle. And he is doing some kind of business behind the scenes with uh, AEW. You know, director of business or something like that for AEW. To me, it's a red flag, man. I mean, to, like I said before, AEW at times definitely gives you, you know, reminds, at least maybe for me, in my opinion, reminds you a little bit of, you know, late 1998, 1999, maybe early 2000 WCW with a lot of impact wrestling early days. And bringing in Jeff Jarrett last night kind of, you know, definitely gave me WCW 1999, 2000 vibes, as well as, you know, especially impact wrestling. 100%. And uh, I don't know how the whole business model is going to be working for AEW with the likes of Jeff Jarrett backstage. I don't know how that's going to really pan out. Um, so, that, again, that's still a big question mark. Um, but, again, I look forward to what's going to happen with Jarrett. I mean, Jarrett's there. Supposedly, he signed a contract to kind of do some backstage stuff with AEW as well as be an, an on-screen talent. So, who knows? Maybe we'll get, you know, Jeff Jarrett versus Sting again. Who the, You know, who knows? Uh, the video package of the elite. I've been trying to make sense of this stuff for the you know past two weeks now since we've been seeing these video packages for the elite. To me, honestly, my opinion is like I said before. I think the elite is coming back. 
they're definitely coming back to AEW, but I think they're going to come back new, you know, elite. They're not going to be heels. I think they're coming back as baby faces. A lot of people are going to erupt anyway when they see Omega and uh, the Young Bucks. The crowd's going to go absolutely crazy because we haven't seen these guys since that AEW media scrum at All Out. You know, we haven't seen, you know, the elite Omega or Punk since All Out. So it's been a little while. So we don't know how, you know, what's going to happen with that. Do I think the elite are going to go after the death triangle? Yes, I do. Um, there's obviously some unfinished business there. Obviously, they want to go back after the trios championship because it was, you know, the titles were stripped away from the elite because of what happened at AEW's All Out Media Scrum and all that stuff that happened backstage. So they were stripped of the uh, the championships, and the death triangle ended up becoming the new AEW trios champion. So I definitely think their direction when they come back is going to be going up against that triangle. And uh, they're definitely, I think, in my opinion, coming back as baby faces. Uh, John Moxley versus Lee Moriarty. It was a decent match. I think Louis, uh, Lee Moriarty is definitely underrated. Um, and even Moxley said in his promo that he cut, you know, before that match, that they're still keeping an eye on Lee Moriarty to possibly join the Blackpool Combat Club. So it's still up in the air as far as uh, Lee Moriarty joining the Blackpool Combat Club. So stay tuned for that. Um. Chris Jericho versus Cole Cabana. And, and like I stated earlier, it's great to see Cole Cabana. It really is. I don't know if Cole Cabana is really still affiliated with the Dark Order. Um, I know he has a contract that he's like pretty much signed to Ring of Honor exclusively, quote unquote. Um, but I, I thought it was funny considering the fact that what the hell was going on with CM Punk and the Elite. And it looks like Punk's on his way out to see Cole Cabana inside an AEW ring because, and competing, you know, nonetheless, because. When CM Punk first got on the scene with AEW, you didn't really see a whole lot of Cole Cabana, in my honest opinion. So I just got a chuckle out of that, seeing Cole Cabana last night going up against Chris Jericho. Uh, Jay Cargill versus Marina Shafir, like I stated earlier. Jay Cargill has all the talent in the world, but this match was not needed. This was a rematch that was just not needed. You're not really going to get anything really out of Marina Shafir. Uh, and the whole concept about, you know, opportunities matter on a uh, dark and elevation i think that's complete bs they need to be on dynamite the matches on dynamite should matter and that's it whenever when it pertains to the records that AEW supposedly has um hopefully jay can move on like i stated earlier maybe jay will go up against nyla rose at full gear for the tbs championship that's still yet to be seen um the house of black video package i thought was great um like i said this was the first time we heard anything from the house of black since Malachi Black kind of took a sabbatical and took some time off, kind of, you know, clear his head a little bit and get his, you know, his life together. So it's great to see any, you know, anything really from the House of Black. And I thought the video package was absolutely awesome um, from the House of Black. Samoa Joe and Brian Cage, the main event for the Ring of Honor Television Championship, a solid match. But what I will say about Ring of Honor, and the one thing I don't like, is that they... Tony Khan and AEW need to figure out what the hell they're doing with the TV deal for Ring of Honor because I think it seems like as more, you know, as the past few weeks, I feel like Ring of Honor has kind of been taken over AEW. And at the same time, too, it's making AEW a little bit stale, man. I mean, you have two different championships to being defended on the same show or, you know, for two different companies, you know, supposedly. Uh, I'm really getting tired of the Ring of Honor stuff on AEW, if I'm being honest, man. Uh, you know, they need to figure out what they're doing with a TV deal or something or maybe a streaming deal for Ring of Honor. I don't know, but I think it's, you know, the Ring of Honor stuff 
long story short, it's definitely taken away a lot of things from AEW where it's making AEW stale. And, you know, there's people that want to, you know, want to know what's going on with AEW, not Ring of Honor. I think there was even a person in the crowd last night that's, that literally said enough with the Ring of Honor stuff. So what's that tell you? I mean, I think some people, some fans are getting a little irritated with seeing, you know, seeing Ring of Honor stuff on AEW television. They need to figure out what they're doing with a TV deal. They don't really have a roster right now for Ring of Honor. Um, in my opinion, I think they should scrap Elevation and Dark and take some of that talent like Marina Shafir and the Gates of Agony and stuff like that and some of the, the female talent that's on Elevation and Dark and, you know, put them on Ring of Honor and make them into stars in their own right and make it into your developmental. Or its own private entity is Ring of Honor. But I would scrap Elevation and Dark and then have just Ring of Honor and AEW. But not have Ring of Honor def- being, you know, def- their belts being defended on AEW and vice versa. It needs to be its own private entity, its own private show. And run differently than, you know, than AEW and vice versa. It can't be the same stuff we're seeing on AEW that we're seeing on Ring of Honor. And it's not, it can't be the same stuff we're seeing on Ring of Honor on AEW. It has to be its own private entity, its own show, its own commentary team, everything else. It cannot be the same thing because that's going to get stale very, very quickly. But all in all, last night's show was a decent show. Like I said, a lot of question marks, especially pertaining to Jeff Jarrett. Um, and how it's going to really pan out with him in AEW. Um, it's great to see another video package of the Elite. And again, it was great to see a video package uh, for the first time hearing anything about the House of Black. So looks like the Elite are on their way back. And it also looks like the House of Black are also on their way back. So this is my review of AEW's Dynamite. I hope you guys are out there staying safe. Be careful and remember, stay classic. Peace.